podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Transfer Podcast on Anfield Index Pro. Yes, you did hear us only a couple of days ago, but yes, it is worth our while coming back because we've got a lot of new news. Not least amongst those tidbits is the fact that we have a new red, a very handsome boy posing on a bar stool by the name of Dominic Sabozlai, who is now officially a red. I was getting nervous after all the podcasts that were being done, all the things that were being written and said. What if it doesn't happen? But it has happened. And here to talk us through it and everything else is, of course, our transfer es- expert here on, on Anfield Index, Dave Davis. How are you doing, my man? May I cannot think of a better Sunday for some time. So I am so excited to walk through this one. It is a great day to be a Red. So very much looking forward to it. Exactly. It's nice, isn't it? As you've noted in yourself in the notes, the LFC section of this show is going to be the biggest for once in terms of things getting done. And it's not just the buzzlight because that's the exciting part about this show. And the bonus part about this show is that we have other very interesting angles and, and, and things to talk about. But let's start with the big news. We have our new boy in. Um, a bit of an unknown quantity to some people, but those who know him cannot speak highly enough of him. I spoke to a guy uh, who is a bit of a Hungarian football expert last night for the channel. I'm sure that show will go out now. Maybe they were holding on to it. I, I haven't seen it put out today yet. Uh, and he was able to tell me uh, a lot about this kid's background, attitude, the type of fellow we're getting. Um, but the proof of the pudding is in the YouTube compilation clips, which everybody have, has been watching if they haven't been lucky enough to see him uh, play 90 minutes on any stage uh, for his club or country. Talk us through what has happened in terms of the deal itself, because when it broke, you and I were just after we were doing a show and it had just kind of broke and we were both a bit cagey and skeptical. And then just before the show, it was starting to look a little bit more likely and since then, things have rolled on to a lovely conclusion. So maybe walk us through the details. There was a, a release clause that needed to be triggered. You might know something about the various salary offers and, and, and any details at all around the medical that you can walk us through. Give us the lowdown on our second world-class signing of the summer. I'm absolutely salivating talking through this. Similar to you, Trev, after 8 minutes 42 scouring YouTube, I am now a Bundesliga expert, of course, and similar yeah. to you, I've done the pods. Yeah, it was it's great. And what I love, probably similar to yourself, is the Hungarians are just so excited he's at Anfield to start with as much as us. You know, they're so, so passionate about him, which is brilliant. I mean, 
it's like you said, you almost have to rewind back to the future a bit. That a David Ornstein, as it happens so often, tweet kicks it all off, doesn't it? That it just almost comes from nowhere. It's not really been a, a name that's mentioned yet. It's a name that's liked and in almost the fantasy draft style, like we said last time, is wanted. But it just comes from nowhere. So what naturally, as we do, as many people do, you reach out to the patch journos and you know, we did say this the other night, the, the likes of Neil Jones on shows, David Lynch with us, they were they were quite honest and upfront to say, yeah, we've asked our sources at the club. It's kind of getting a, a negative feedback in that regard, i.e. Newcastle seem more likely, i.e. Champions League football, don't hang your hat too much on this. And then literally, like you said, Trev, you almost have to fast forward with everything that's happened it then almost follows up that, hold on, there's talks, you know, and it breaks, like we said, his agent. That was almost our breaking news, wasn't it, that we got. The agent is in Liverpool. Yeah, and then, that was it. That was it. And then, mate, like, from there, the acceleration is just insane. Like, Ornstein tweet again. Liverpool, yeah, Liverpool are favourites. They're pushing hard. In fact, pretty much Newcastle are out of it now. They've been told the player prefers Liverpool. That's where he wants to go. They're trying to make that deal happen. All parties. The sort of details that have been coming out have been fascinating and fair play to, to one specific Bundesliga journalist, Chris Williams. He's been tweeting a lot, you know, the info he's got, which has been brilliant. Very much Liverpool are saying, yeah, right, we're talking with Red Bull. They've been trying to do a deal around that release clause, that 70 million euro release clause, i.e. approximately 60 million quid. Liverpool, as it has become known now, we're trying to almost chop that up in instalments, Trev, as we like to do, you know, for a certain period. We asked about three. We asked about two. They were not knocked back resoundly those times. It's pay the release clause or you don't get him. Now, I have no idea how this works, but I'm going to steal your tweet because I loved it, that Goodfellas tweet. You imagine Schmacker and Big Jürgen sat down, you know, chatting about it, and it was the, the Goodfellas line, fuck you, pay me, type of yeah. thing. You know? <laughs> yeah. No exception. You want him, you pay. Now, the big thing that's also coming out, I think it's so important to mention in terms of salary, Trev, 60 million quid, approximately in the conversion. Look at what Mason Mount, a, a, you know, a reported target, no doubts, when we were very keen on at one point, it's going to United for a £60 million deal. You mentioned the wages before. I mean, the suggestions are he can get for approximately 285 grand a week. As Paul Joyce and Chris Bascom have now come out and said, Sabozlai, about 120, 125 grand a week. You're talking less than half, Trev. So, you know, the financials, how that adds up over the five-year deal, as we know, makes a huge, huge difference. And like you said, he's even helped us fill in a few blanks in his interviews. You know, why Liverpool? We've seen that he loves Jurgen Klopp. He's mentioned this Steven Gerrard tattoo quote. A lot of people were thinking, that's baloney, that's made up. No, 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 that is on his arm. He's confirmed that in his interview. No doubts about that. He's confirmed that he's wanted to come here. And he also confirmed that a big swaying factor, he had the famous FaceTime with Jurgen Klopp. So in a great way, Big Dom's given us a lot of details about the transfer as well. But it just seems to have gone. The only way I could describe it, Trev, Liverpool have put the foot down on the accelerator. How many times in the last week, two weeks, and me and you saying due diligence, people, just because nothing's public doesn't mean, you know, things aren't happening private behind the scenes. They're lining up, you know, ducks in a row. All the things we were saying, be patient, be calm. 
as we know, Trev, probably falling a bit on deaf ears, but my, 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 look how it has just rapidly accelerated this week to an amazing conclusion. And I'm going to be honest, I don't think the Reds are done anytime soon either. So what a time to be a Red. This is a brilliant day. We should all be rejoicing. You mentioned the um, wages that, you know, for especially for our, our uh, listeners with bean counting um, um, inclinations. And there are many uh, who, who do the who keep a very close eye on the on the money and, and, and talk about that um, a lot. That's one thing. And that's just fantastic uh, to compare and contrast with what Mount would have been asking for. But you know what strikes me, Dave, is that now we've got Alexis McAllister, World Cup winner, and Dom Sabozlai, captain of his country and one of the highest rated talents in Europe, in for less than the price of a Declan Rice. That's mad. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads. Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Yeah, that, that is literally in... Melissa Reddy tweeted it. In market value terms... 95 million for those two and like you said that the technical abilities as well for the left side the right side of midfield even their versatility pretty much a spotless injury record it is just superb value it's insane the value that we've got it really is and as much as we you know we hammer certain people for things and you know the owners and all that situation it is an amazing start to the window trev no two ways about it now, it's not our remit here to go into great details about the player and his, his abilities and all the rest of it. Like I said, Harry said he's done, done a pod for Anfield Index that I've seen. Uh, I've done one with um, Liverpool.com's Ben Bolchak last night. That should be out soon. Check those out. You'll get some fantastic extra info about the guy himself and maybe not just uh, about his um, playing stats, which you'll get plenty of uh, information about and his, his skills and his strengths, but also about the player's background, the kind of fellow we're getting as well, which uh, he seems to fit very much the mould of a Klopp Liverpool signing. And I can imagine Jurgen will be talking about him as a very good player and a very good person too, because we know that that's important for for the Klopp era of Liverpool. But it doesn't, and you said, Dave, it doesn't end there. And I think it might be heartening. Now, I will, I'll, I'll admit, I went to a sort of a dark spot on AIP on Friday night and I was talking to Lisa Marie and Cam and this was looking like it was probably going to happen. Um, but, you know, we at that stage had, we'd done our show and talked about the agent being there and there were, it was looking like it was very, very likely, but it still was no way certain. And I started to fret a little bit and think, okay, well, if this is our business and we've got two absolutely top end footballers come in and play the, in the in the two uh, eight positions, 
and we haven't done anything about sex. What if we don't? What if we don't? That's what was spinning around in my head. What if we don't do something about sex? And we're forced to to have, uh, you know, fab and maybe diminishing returns there and, and hendo and, and, and the same uh, logic applies. Uh, are we going to be relying on young Bacetich to come in and try and become a six? I, 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 the panic button went because it because that's our default setting because you know we we've we've experienced a lot of this however the stories won't go away about um replacements uh for that area and at least one other midfield area it does appear dave like you said earlier on that we're not quite done that there's still interest in mr lavia and mr turam what do we know about this yeah, it, it, it does seem literally that that is the only way I can describe it. All the behind the scenes talking is done. It feels like now is a time of action. And the biggest one, like you say, Romeo Lavia, the talk is really ramping up on this kid. There's no two ways about it. A, a player we know that's liked by all the big clubs, but nothing seems to have really happened. So even today, Trev, I mean, you look at Fabrizio Romano and people will have their opinions, but at half past four, he says specifically Liverpool are now looking at a defensive midfielder and Romeo Lavia is very much on their agenda. It also follows, and here's a name for me to butcher, probably not the one you thought I would at the start, but Sasha, I think it's Tavaliri, it's pronounced. That's probably completely wrong, but a well-known Belgian journalist been on a few pods saying he's been told that Liverpool will make an offer for the player in the next week or two. And that's going back to before the actual Zabozlai rumours broke, Trev, in the story. So that's one to keep an eye on. Ben Jacobs, even today as well, saying that, you know, he's tweeted that he's been told it's Liverpool expected to, to move for him and Toram still as well. That's what he's being told. <laughs> and that it, it doesn't stop there. I mean, honestly, then, interestingly, Athletic, and I'm not Ornstein, I need to be clear on this, the Athletic, but their Southampton correspondent, he said that based on what he's hearing, he has Liverpool pegged down as the likely destination. Oh, yeah. And on top of that, Trev, as well, the Daily Mail, Simon Jones ran the story today as well. Their sports correspondent that Liverpool are still interested in him, which makes you think, Trev, you, you know, you talk about smoke without fire. The, the rumours are ablaze, literally, aren't they? I cannot think of another way of describing it. But for, for Lavia, the talk is there. You know, as we do, we I basically even on a the day of worship, I still went for borderline harassment today to try and get updates and journal info as we do. Yeah, as a, a few of the the journals that we got back said, definitely something in this one to keep an eye on. And again, there's some opinions in there, but people are expecting Liverpool to do things this week. Trev, it is getting exciting. It is, man, and that's Lavia just. But there are further rumours about Turam. That won't go away either. Now, I mean, I don't know about you, but I would I would be so beside myself if we were to get both of these guys that I would be sitting down and having a chat with myself. It would be total out of body experience if we were to get this total revamp that we know the club really, really could do with and actually might be the making of the current squad. So... What do we know about the rumours of Turam not dying away and how much can can we put any store in them? What have you heard about about um, that being ongoing? Yeah, the, the interesting thing about Turam is, like you say, that those rumours won't go away. 
So if you look at it still, obviously we mentioned Romano says we're still interested in him, Ben Jacobs, Ed Aarons from The Guardian did a piece that was still interested in him as well. Even there was a few articles on um, French football news, those types of sites, Liverpool are very much still in for the player. It's kind of coming down to the fact of what do you believe, Trev? That's what I'm honestly seeing. I'm being honest, and this might sound pessimistic, and you know I'm not, I'm struggling to believe we go for both unless someone ships out, shall we say, or there's a big change. And the big thing that a few journals have been saying, and this is logical, it does not mean it's right, it's important to say, Lavia's age, that's a big factor. So, you know, so he does, because of his age, he won't have to be a registered over 21 player on the list. Eventually, when he does hit that age as well, he will class as homegrown, which we know has been mentioned a lot. Also, it's Liverpool and Southampton. It's like an old faithful mistress. We just visit now and again for a quick Jimmy up type of thing, don't we? <laughs> you know, we've also mentioned before, and not crowing because we, we don't do that on here, but, you know, we talked at the end of this, the, you know, I'll say, I should say the start of this window, the end of the season, however you wish to phrase it. We talked, didn't we, about Liverpool having that meeting with Southampton yes. on the last day. So, Again, that it might not be linked. It might be two and two and tw- getting 27. But Toram and Lavia are very much on the agenda. And as we're saying, Trev, I don't know if it's one. I don't know if it's both. But the big thing we're getting from the journos is there's quite a lot expecting things to happen before that return on the 8th of July or 11th of July for the internationals for Liverpool's pre-season. So game on, mate. Game on. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's heartening because you would imagine that the stories would have gone straight out about, yeah, that's it now for the summer shutting up shop, because that's what the club has done. Uh, they they briefed journals ago, Liverpool are not expected to do any more business, this this having having succeeded in getting Dom Sabozlai and, and, and uh, uh, Alexis McAllister, they, they, they're done for the summer unless something strange happens. That's the standard tweet that we expect from the journalists. Um, who have been briefed by the club. Uh, it's the opposite that's happening. As you say, it's endless ongoing links, and um, especially with these two. And that's exciting. You mentioned that it might necessarily, it, it might, in order for us to get one or both in, it might necessitate somebody going out. Is there a story around Thiago in that regard? Yeah, it, it's an interesting one. It, it it's, and I, I want to be careful how I phrase this, Trev, because I think the phrasing is important in this. If you were to look at Twitter and certain sites, you will see plenty of suggestions, rumours that, you know, an offer's pending and we'll look at the offer. So naturally, we reached out as we do, you know, trying to ask journos the honest reply that no one's got anything on it, so to speak. However, the, the big thing that, that did come back is... There was talk about Thiago's future and a renewal, which has seemed to have dried up. Very much the player will decide. That was the you know the inkling that we get if, and I'm saying if anything does come in, because he holds all the cards. He's got a great contract with us. He's got a year left to go. Everything's in his favour. You know, you, you don't just get to, and I'm, I'm making it up a bit here, but you don't just get to shift out a Thiago to a Saudi or places like that, do you, if that's where the other offer comes from? It is up to the player specifically. So it is interesting, though. There is a lot of talk about him going. I've got nothing on it. We've reached out. We've got nothing on it. But it just feels so interesting that, like, that story's come ablaze as Lavia comes ablaze. 
as Turan kicks back up, someone has just thrown gasoline over the Liverpool transfer fire. And I'm not going to lie, we love it, Trev, don't we? Let's be honest. Oh, we love it. We love it on this show. And and, and, and it doesn't stop there because, sadly, uh, we might just want to be super greedy and think uh, that the idea of us getting our initial uh, all-preferred target of of, of, um, of Moises Caicedo, that might be still a thing. And I've seen some uh, people wishfully thinking about that, but I think we'll talk later on about how he seems to be pretty much almost certain to go uh, somewhere else to a rival. But there is a player who would be on top of most people's list um, for an up-and-comer to play on the left side of defence that we've been linked with again. Now, I'm not sure how successful we're going to be in our attentions here, but we've gone to Chelsea to have a chat. Talk to us about this. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. This this has a bit of a feeling of me trying to chap on Scarlett Johansson's door and trying my luck a couple of times. But, you know, the, this is where we're going with it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the big one is Levi Colwell. So having searched, you know, I've, I've been asked again, borderline harassment. I can't really think of another way of putting it. Liverpool have been knocked back, Trev, not just once, but twice for this player. So there's a lot of things coming out about that, i.e. his future, he's going to speak to Pochettino, you know, he's, he's a popular player. We know Brighton even had a, a bid turned down, two bids, I should say, sorry, turned down. As the, you know, the journos were reaching out to said, the big thing to keep in mind, Trev, Brighton are not making these offers without the player or the player side encouragement. Liverpool are not making these inquiries without the player or the player side's encouragement, at least. Now, whether it's negotiating stance on a contract, because in the summer, Colwell will have two years remaining on his deal. He clearly wants first-team football, as he's been at Brighton. You know, he's been absolutely brilliant on the left side, and it's known we want a left-sided centre-back. I mean, he's homegrown as well. All the pieces line up, they really do. Here's the realism that hits us hard, Trev. The suggestion is, if Chelsea were to do business, they're wanting to talk about 65 to 70 million, which is no small fee. Now, I, I have no idea whether, you know, Liverpool had a figure in mind that I would be making up. But what we've been told repeatedly is Liverpool have made not one, but two inquiries for Levi Colwell this summer. So where are they getting that encouragement from? I think we get a feeling where it might be. Eh? Well, I, I mean, that's. That is encouraging for us as well, that it's something that's ongoing. It just seems, Dave, that we're going about our business the right way, that the right targets have been identified, two of them already attained. One of them we didn't even really know about, if we're all being honest, until uh, it happened or very nearly until it happened. This is all very positive and Colwell, yeah, would be top of an awful lot of people's lists for, you know, taking all those boxes, as you say, young, um, homegrown, uh, great talent. Brighton aren't going to be short of money to make an offer either. Uh, So, you know, once they get their um, uh, money in for Caicedo on top of the McAllister money, they're going to have plenty of shekels to throw around as well. So maybe he might think that might be his ideal place to continue. But it's one to watch. Now, before we finish, because we have to finish with our customary reference to Saudi money, um, we'll just look at one other Liverpool story in terms of 
the goalkeeping situation. Now, I had thought weeks ago that the Adrian contract offer renewal thing had been settled. Apparently, I was wrong um, because it's come out again as news in recent ter- times. Where does that leave Cuevie and Kelleher? What do we know about both of these things? Do you, do you have any details around um, what's going on there? Yeah, it's a it's a weird one with Adrian. Like you said, we, we kind of knew everyone, you know, had that story, as it were. Just for some reason, the club didn't release it. It almost felt like they wanted to bury it, so to speak. A bit odd, but yeah, he, he's been confirmed as our, our third choice. And it's important I say that. Kelleher's an interesting one because there's quite a few, Trevor said, with Kelleher. He's been looking, you know, he's interested. Even James Pearce actually put in, in his athletic article that, you know, he wants to have a look at first team football and have a look at the options. The big thing, though, when you ask around now is, I mean, we said on the, the pod almost last summer and last winter that very much Crystal Palace and others were looking, but that seems to have, you know, gone quiet, as it were. Now, Trev, this is the big thing. The clubs that we know have had interest in him, like Brentford, got a new keeper, Brighton, about to get a new keeper. I can't pronounce I think it's Bart Verbruggen, if I'm probably butchering that one as well. So they're kind of ticking the box off. Spurs, they've got that young Italian Vicario, haven't they? So it's great saying that Kelleher may be looking at places, but all the options, all the clubs that, you know, have an interest are sorting out their number ones one by one. So as you ask around, people go, oh, abroad. Yeah, where, Trev? It's great, as we know, we said before, just abroad. So no clubs, no specific links. You're just starting to get the suspicion that unless Liverpool need to raise money, shall we say, net spend comes in and those types of things, it just is starting to look like Kelleher's options are running out for a permanent move anyway. So it's definitely one to keep an eye on, but there's nothing hot on that. And if he does want to move, his agent needs to get a move on sharpish. Yeah, I've got to say, for just from personal reasons, I, I I like to see the squad as strong as possible. I think he's an excellent um, number two to Ali. Um, and I just think that the lad himself has been in and around a squad that's, you know, almost won the league. That's um, that it recently, I mean, within the last two years, that's gone through Champions League final, that's won two trophies. He was a big part of uh, the cup runs and stuff like that. And I don't know. I feel like maybe uh, what would be a, a target he would be happy with? Do you want maybe first team football is, is the is the be all and the end all? I guess it is, but I don't know. I think if you're around a squad that's you know uh, competing at the at the very tail end of the season for all the big prizes, uh, you, you might be a little bit spoiled. So it's going to be interesting one to watch. And I, for one, as you say, unless we need to raise money and it's a necessity uh, I, I'll be just as happy if, if he's hanging around and we don't and, and, and Adrian is very much number three so we'll watch that closely we saw during the week that um, a ex-red legend Robbie Fowler had taken up a managerial position in the Saudi league and that was on the back of Stevie Gerrard having gone out, discussed something and pretty much knocked back an offer. However, it looks as though he might be reconsidering, uh, maybe because his old muckers out there now. Um, what do we know about Stevie back in talks? Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. 
we don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's, it's a strange one, isn't it? He's almost hokey-cokey this. Like you said, he was out there. You know, the photos everyone expected. Then it was confirmed, you know, by, by Stevie that on a live interview, no, no, I was just investigating. Nothing's decided. And then he turns it down. That's the starting point. Like you said, I might be wrong, but my big suspicion is Robbie, who, you know, and, you know, that God move came from nowhere, didn't it? Literally, he goes out there, he takes a job. You just start to be suspicious. Does that maybe make Stevie think, hold on, you know, God's gone over there. It's, you know, there's a few others. It's not looking as maybe, I don't know the phrase, controversial, however you wish to put it, Trev. But the latest is that nothing definite, but Stevie is back in talks, you know, with a few Saudi clubs that way, because naturally we know how the PDF has joined them up. I'm going to be honest on this one, Trev. You'd kind of be surprised if it didn't happen, because if it doesn't happen again, it would almost feel like, in the nicest way, that's twice he's almost wasted their time a little bit, isn't it, so to speak? So, you know, it would be a bit strange, but definitely one to keep an eye on that, you know, he's going back over there for talks, you know, that's happening. So be surprised if it doesn't happen, but not that surprised, if that makes sense. And are we aware if it's the same club? Yeah, as, as far as as far as we're aware, I, I don't have anything to the to the contrary. So but we have asked around a bit. There's not too much on it, so to speak. It, I, the impression that, that a few are getting is after the um, the public leaking, the photos, the footage type of thing, very much that things are being a bit under the radar. I don't think you'll be getting Stevie, you know, posing with people with a shirt and that type of thing. So suggestions I have at the moment are that it's the same club, but I couldn't promise that 100 percent. Certainly an interesting one to watch um, himself and um, Robbie perhaps buddying up back out there along with, you know, half the players in the world that would appear. Uh, it's very much one of our themes of our show and will continue to be for the summer, no doubt. Let's move our gaze away from the Reds uh, reluctantly because that was by far the most encouraging and exciting uh, Liverpool section on a transfer podcast that we've done I think ever because we can look back on deals done uh, one just in the door and several others being touted it's got to be that's, that's got to be uh, uh, piquing people's interest but if we look around and see what other people are doing it seems as if, and there's some moving pieces here, Aston Villa are looking like getting a bit of good business done. Talk to us about them. Yeah, absolutely. Monchi is through the door, isn't he? And funnily enough, he is straight back to La Liga for moves, Trev. So, Pau Torres, the Villarreal Spanish international centre-half, 29. Approximately, the suggestion is the fee's around £31 million, but... 
that is all but done, just waiting to be rubber stamped. As well, Monchi fully aware of Barcelona's difficulties, which, let's be honest, who's not aware of Barcelona's difficulties, but Ferran Torres, the former Man City winger, he is there very much looking at a loan or a permanent deal as a latest suggestion that we have very much looking to get that done. So it's interesting. We, we kind of flagged Villa as one to get, or keep an eye on, I should say, Trev. They've got such an interesting strategy. They are literally shooting for the stars. And I mean for the stars like Asensio, Ugarte. They're falling short, but that's to be expected. It kind of feels like they're going for a bit of a star scattergun approach, in my words. As in, if we go for 10 superstars and get one to Aston Villa, hey, that's still a great result to get them to Villa, isn't it, type of thing. So it'd be interesting to see if Monchi involved in the investigation can just help and push it over the line for these players, so to speak. And then the other bit we had is maybe a, a bit of a tenuous Liverpool link, so to speak. But it does appear that with these moves, with Monchi in place, they've dropped interest as it stands in the Ox. At one point, it looked like they were nailed on to be sort of a free transfer option for him. But now they've got Tillmans as well. It seems very much that interest in the Ox has called. Might reignite, but definitely not for now. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I want to see that the, the kid get something and, and, and maybe have a couple of good years. Uh, it did seem like that would be a very good spot for him to be going with the excitement around it. But anyway, we'll keep an eye on that and um, move along to Newcastle, who you would expect to be out there swinging around and doing big damage in the transfer market this summer. Uh, I don't know how you describe the level of their business so far, but it a bit more restrained, I think, than an awful lot of people might have expected. Um, there are some bits and pieces going on. They were obviously heavily linked with Sabazlai. Um They missed out on him, uh, thanks to us, and that's a wonderful thing. But they might have an interest in, in another Liverpool target as well. And we know there's um, a couple of other deals waiting to get done. So who are they eyeing up, lining up? What have they got done so far? Uh, to recap for people who maybe aren't following as closely. Yeah, it's a fascinating one, Newcastle. Like you said, people were thinking, the Saudi money, are they going to go big? When to, they announced that they were pretty much, it's not confirmed, I should say, but Tonale, the, you know, the Italian international midfield AC Milan player, a lot of people thought, hey, up, Newcastle are going to get serious now. That, that, as we're told, is just waiting to be rubber stamped. That's practically done as well. Very much like you said, they were in the mix for Zabozlai, but that's gone. And very much they are apparently interested in Turam as well. Our boy, we we'll say our boy, the boy from Nice, so to speak. And we know we have a sustained interest in that. They very much have that as well. To even continue the Liverpool links, Trev, this is a bizarrest one. Do you remember that one where we were linked and it, this brought derision from the fan base? Do you remember when we were linked with Conor Gallagher from Chelsea? You'd probably guess who Newcastle are interested in apparently now as well. So he's on their radar, as well as T um, Tino Livramento, the right back, former Chelsea player, but at Southampton. So it is interesting. It's not quite the window, I think. I might be wrong, but Newcastle fans expected and other fans have, you know, we're looking at. But it will be interesting to see they're making moves, but it doesn't seem to be that even with Champions League football, Trev, they can just knock out the big boys, if you know what I mean. They still seem to be falling at that final hurdle. Long time left in the summer, but 
they'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, I mean, it, again, the Saudi thing's probably having a bearing on this. You know, you would imagine some of the guys who are um, taking the, that option of going to play in that league um, for ridiculous uh, barrel loads of cash perhaps might have been knocking around top-end players maybe towards the end of their careers or one or two of them in the, in the kind of 27 bracket who are, you know, looking to move. And maybe Newcastle United might have been a destination for them. They could console themselves with Champions League if they weren't too happy about the comparative status of Newcastle in their eyes. But maybe that has taken away some of that pool of talent um, and, and high-end stars who are who, who might otherwise have headed towards Newcastle. It's an interesting one. Um, I think we both expected them to go heavy with the money, but the money mightn't be enough, as you say, quite rightly. However, the money's always enough when we talk about Chelsea because it's all about the money over there uh, and not necessarily in a careful, studied way, more in the kind of load up the money into the money gun and fire it out into the middle of the world and see where it lands because Sweeney Todd is on another rampage. What's the latest Chelsea madness? I love the fact that even in this section, we can chat on Thursday, Trev, and chat again on Sunday night. And so much has still happened with Sweeney, Todd and Chelsea. They are just the gift for the transfer show that keeps on giving. Absolutely amazing. So we'll run through these updates. So we'll ratchet this up. So Ziyech, who was all set for Saudi, fails his medical, Trev. Fails his medical with the Saudi club. It you know, raises up issues with all of a sudden his hip and his knee, multiple issues there. So if you think about it, normally at most European clubs, that would be, that's it, not happening, deal off. The Saudis go, we'll still do it, just for a little bit less. So Chelsea are now working through that because they'll pay, even though he might have a duff knee and duff hip. Obviously, we don't know the full details of the medical, but not as much. So that's a crazy starting point. We know about Colwell and, you know, the Poch talks, that's on the agenda. After the 30th of June, you remember we, we told you last time about that important date. They have now confirmed Nicholas Jackson, as we said, from Villarreal. He is through the door after the 30th of June. What happened on the 30th or before that date as well, Trev? Like we said, Loftus Cheek confirmed is now an AC Milan player. This one's fascinating as well. As Piloqueta, who still had a year on his contract, both parties have agreed to a mutual termination, i.e. he wants to go, we can get his wages off the book on a free. Now, they're saying it's because of respect and everything, but I think we all know the real reasons there, Trev. So he is set to sign for good old Diego Simeone. He'll fit in there perfectly, won't he, on a, a two-year deal there for Atletico Madrid on a free. What we're being told as well, Trev, is very much this is expected to be the week coming forward that Chelsea do make their move for Caicedo as well. So that is one a thousand percent to keep an eye on. But we're not done there with them, Trev. We are not done there with them. This is amazing. Patrick Vieira is set to be the next manager of Strasbourg. Yep, that French League Two club that the Chelsea owners own about 85 to 90 percent of. People are thinking, why is he going there? He did such a great job at Crystal Palace. Yeah, he, you know, he got sacked eventually, but he helped his reputation. Very much, Trev, the reason Chelsea are putting him in there, he has worked with City, 
and their model in the multi-club model, which is what Todd Bowley on record has said he wants to do. He wants to do. OK, so that is really, you know, a huge, huge thing that he understands it. So that's why they want to put him in that position. Oh, yeah. And just to finish as well, Inter know they're going to pull their pants down around Romelu, Romelu Lukaku. He wants to go there. The player does not want to go back to Chelsea, whatever happens. So Inter are now publicly on the record, Trev, saying, yes, we like him. Chelsea are asking silly money. They have to look at the market, but we will talk with them. I just can't believe that since Thursday to Sunday, so much can happen still at Chelsea. What a club. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I would imagine if we did one tomorrow, even there'd be four more stories. It's 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 bananas. It's it's bananas on a level that I've, I've never seen before. I honestly haven't since this guy got involved. I've never seen one club generate so much genuine actual stories and potential business. Um for good and bad, I mean, you know, it's and, and, and for us, like, it's just the entertainment factor is tremendous. Um, two more, uh, one more club to talk about, and then we might have a more general uh, conclusion to it. But um, <laughs> I like the way you've put it in, in your in your uh, agenda here. Leicester are playing football manager 2021. Uh, talk folks through where you're going with that reference, because I think it's a good one. Yeah, it's they uh, they sold James Madison to Spurs, as we know, 40 billion plus add-ons, which are a bit uncertain. So everyone's thinking, OK, what are Leicester going to do with that cash? They want to get out of the championship at first time of asking. And like you said, whether they've loaded an old version, I don't know. However, however, Connor Cody for approximately seven and a half million. Now, folks would obviously think from Everton. No, remember, he was just on loan at. Everton from Wolves so that money is now in the Wolves kitty and I'll come back to Wolves later because it's all a fr- you know all happening with them Trev we've got to get into that one and Harry Winks I mean Harry Winks people had forgotten he was you know even a Spurs player been on loan at Sampdoria but 10 million pounds from Spurs so like you said if you almost like we're watching those Sky Sports reruns from 2021 football manager style but Leicester are obviously thinking to get back into the Premier League We'll just buy players that were brilliant a good few years ago. Let's see if it works, eh? It's it's uh, <laughs> it's bold strategy, Cotton, as the, the famous meme says. Uh, let's see, let's see how it goes. Uh, now you've got just a sort of list of names here for me, um, um, and the uh, hint that there's a big week coming up. You've got Rice, Walker, Bernardo Silva, Caicedo, De Gea, Timber. Um, is this where you're going to fold in that Wolves news as well? I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect 
every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes, and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Oh, Trev, have I got some hot off the press stuff for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. So Declan Rice, as you said, expected to go to Arsenal, get it done next week. Kyle Walker is set to sit down with City. We know about the interest from Bayern and see what happens there. Bernardo Silva, very much he has the offers on the table. We're expecting before they come back for pre-season him to make a decision. We talked about Caicedo as well. Here's where it starts to now get juicy, Trev. Manchester United have officially released David De Gea. He is no longer a United player, but he's still in talks with them. And as a lot of fans are saying, United absolutely tone deaf. They release him on the Friday and on Saturday they post him a well done, congratulations on your wedding message on Saturday. You know, could you, could you get any more tone deaf? But that's United for you. Now we get the hot off the press stuff. I can't really think of another way of describing it, Trev. Timber. Plettenberg has literally come out in the last 10 minutes that we've been recording and said this is practically done, Trev. That he expects Timber to be confirmed as an Arsenal player next week. And then the big breaking news, which I've got sort of messaged to me as we're doing this part. Now, this is a direct quote from Max Ebrill who is the Red Bull Leipzig chief exec, sorry, sporting director. Let me correct that. He has said tonight, Trev, literally 10 minutes ago, they've been told by Gavardial's agents that the player has agreed and wants to move to Manchester City. He is out on the record saying that publicly now. It's not hidden, literally 10 minutes ago. So it also seems like, Gavardiol is set for City any day now because let's not pretend like they can't afford the release clause or the big money. So, Trev, honestly, I'm trying not to trip over my words. It is a massive week coming up. It is literally, it feels like things are happening as we're doing this pod, literally, as we're seeing. It is ramping up with Liverpool, the Premier League, and we just love it, don't we? Yeah, I mean, so many moving parts, so many spinning plates and... Yeah, that that will stings a bit because he will really improve that lot uh, with yeah. Vardial if that deal happens for sure. Um, now the the activity doesn't just stop where the Premier League ends because if we cast our eyes around the continent in general, there's a lot going on and the. Saudi Exodus is dragging players from clubs outside of the Premier League as well. Um, I believe the trio of Jota, not our one, the Celtic one, uh, Brozovic and Fofana are the latest names to be linked with taking the Saudi dollar. Yeah, I must admit, when I first saw or opened it on Twitter and it said Jota agrees Saudi move, I pretty much kept my pants at first, Trev. It was a bit of like, oh <laughs> yeah. my God, type of thing. But upon further reading, it is the Celtic boy who, interestingly enough, Jota, the, the Celtic winger, who, you know, it's, it's a good deal for Celtic, all things considered. It's supposed to be 20 million plus. He's actually a massive red, Trev, by the way. Been to quite a few of our away games, you know, a huge red himself. But thankfully, it's still not our boy. That's the most important thing. 
Brozovic, as you said, you know, we kind of mentioned him last week as well. He was umming and ahhing. Money talk for some people, doesn't it? So that's expected to get done anytime soon. And then a player that might not be known to many, but Seko Fafana, the, the lens player, has had a brilliant season. You know, he's been sort of the driving force behind them getting in the Champions League. There's been a lot of clubs looking at him, you know, as a good value option. There really has. However, money talks, as we say. So Saudi are in there at the same time. And Here's one that you'll love. Almost it'll reignite things of Gazetta Football Italia and Channel 4. Even at the age of what I can assume is only about 67 now, that's all I can think he is. Buffon. Saudi have made an offer to Buffon to come over, play in their <laughs> league, help promote it. 25 million a year. I think he's about 67, Trev. That's what I put him at now. But Saudi have made an offer for him to come over. It's just crazy. I'm starting to get the hump that I haven't received some Saudi uh, offers myself, Dave. I mean, surely if they're looking for some podcasters, we should have been getting tapped up at this stage. You know, they're going to need something to talk them up. Uh, I, I, I think I can openly uh, speak for both of us to say we're happy to take their money. Uh, interesting. Yeah, Buffon. Wow. Um, now, as you mentioned earlier on, Barcelona are in need of money, a fact that everybody knows. That means some of their players are probably up for grabs in terms of being available. Who might they be? And are there any kind of knock on there in terms of will there any, be anyone coming back in the in the entrance door uh, when these guys are leaving? The thing I like about Laporta is he's a brilliant liar, but he's a brilliant at telling the truth. He should really be a boxing promoter, Laporta, the way he opens his mouth. But what he did confirm is during the summer, as we said on this pod many times, they had multiple offers for Frankie de Jong, one at approximately 100 million euros. You know, we said it all summer. He is very much of interest to Manchester City. And, and if... And this is an if. He is available. You know, Barca are, are being counting at the moment. There's only so many levers you can pull, as we know. That is one to keep an eye on. At the, at the same time as well, Trev, Fatty and Rafinha, not, that's not me describing Rafinha, that is the player, Fatty, as well. <laughs> important to say that he is also on the market. They would accept offers for them. We've talked about, you know, Torres as well, Tavilla Ferran Torres. And even despite all this, and I mean despite all this, Laporte is now out on the record as saying, this this is the latest youngster, the hipsters player, as it called. Every, you know, everyone's the hipster or likes, you know, fantasy, FIFA, all that type of stuff. I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but the Fenerbahce youngster, Arda Gula, is very much of interest, as Laporte says to them. Deco, who's there now as the sporting director, is trying to work his magic. So, even though they're short of a bob, even though they're looking to offload, they're still always looking to add at the same time as well, Trev. And we could spend years talking about Barca's financials. The simple truth is no one seems to know, including the Spanish courts, but incomings and outgoings still likely at the Camp Nou this summer. Oh, yeah. And just to add, they've made a bit more money because those YouTubers, KSI, Logan Paul, are now sponsoring them with Prime as well. Remember how Barcelona would never give up the tradition, never have a shirt sponsor or anything like that, Trev. Prime energy juice. That's where they've gone. I, I can't even with that thing. I can't even with it. Every young fella in Ireland wants pr to be drinking cans of Prime. 
it, uh, it's I've never seen a craze like it. It's bananas. Uh, so there they go. And like you say, man, uh, levers. Yeah, but never underestimate where Barca will pick up a, a cloth or a, a, a throw or a cushion and find a lever under it. They always seem to manage, no matter how dire the consequences or situation is, to uh, find another a financial lever to pull. So, yeah, we'll watch that with interest for sure because there's some talented players who could be heading out the gap, the gap there. Um, and what would a transfer podcast be without... Uh, chat about Saudi money and also about that other attractive uh, non-major league uh, uh, destination which is a little visit to Inter Miami and Messi and Apple and that kind of cash and there are more stories floating around there Uh, Busquets was certainly linked but there's arguably more exciting ones for fans than that this is absolutely crazy. We, we talked the other time, didn't we, about Inter Miami being, you know, in bed with Apple, the documentary. There's bits starting to come out and a lot of the comments are actually taken from this documentary, Trev. It's insane. Do you remember Arsenal did that Amazon one? Was it Arsenal Till I Die when we saw behind the scenes and they were playing the bloody Anfield through the speakers, that type of thing? It's feeling like we are starting to see that in a crazy world football scenario so their their chief exec is now out publicly saying yeah messi crown jewel it's going to make us and these are his words trev one of the three biggest leagues in the world his words not mine you've talked about busquets there as well he has also name checked Jordi alba and luis suarez you know our former forward the former barcelona player saying they're looking at him as an option as well almost like an old school Barca reunion. He's also said, Trev, that the 15th of July is the key day, i.e. when they want to get all their business done by as part of the MLS season. And this was brilliant. As part of the MLS season and for filming documentaries, those were his words. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> through the door, because you've got to film them. Like, and, and beyond words. And then the final thing to fill in, like you said, when you're talking the names on the echelons of Messi, Busquets, Alba, Luis Suarez. The one you have to sandwich in there is naturally Jesse Lingard. Yes, that's right. Jesse Lingard is training with Inter Miami through the United, the Phil Devil, the Beckham connections. That's where Jesse Lingard is currently at the moment. What would be wackier in a transfer window than Jesse Lingard ending up into Miami that would probably just sum up like how mental this transfer window is but it just feels Trev between Thursday and Sunday the transfer window has just gone on a monumental bender but here we are and we love it yeah, I mean that's it's, it's always nice to end on on a, on, a, on a little bit of comedy around around Lingard uh, and his uh, potentially lining up with uh, the likes of Suarez and Alba. I, can't, I still can't believe those. Like, I still can't believe that situation. It's mad, um, but you know uh, it just seems like when he talks and that claim about being one of the biggest leagues in the world. I mean, wow, it sounds like serious hubris I mean there are so many miles off that I don't know where he's even going but anyway look it, it that that 
strikes me as something that's going to make, again, our shows very interesting. Now, before I give you the last word, we should let folks know that you are heading off on a well-deserved break for a while. So if we do sign 79 lads tomorrow, um, they won't necessarily be back. But you will be back in a bit. Uh, how long are you are you out of podcasting action for, my friend? The, the disaster here, Trev, is I am off for two weeks, all inclusive, in Tenerife. And in two weeks, I pretty much estimate that Liverpool will have signed three, Arsenal probably five, and Chelsea 69 different players. So, yeah, a lot's <laughs> going to happen in those few weeks, but it is what it is type of thing. Well, what we'll do is if, if, if things happen, we'll muddle through with a couple of placeholder ones uh, until we get you back in the saddle. And I hope you enjoy your couple of weeks. I'm delighted we got this one in before you could go on the back of some very exciting news with the Dom Sabozle signing confirmation. Last word to yourself, brother, before we go, um, before you head off on your well-earned break. Uh, just last word on the current state of affairs from the Reds perspective specifically. From the Reds, absolutely sensational. And now genuinely, as we say, expecting it to to really ramp up. I think you, even just in the few weeks I'm away, Trev, Saudi money will continue. US offers, you know, big, big moves over Europe. All the big players will be involved. One line just to keep a real eye on that we're hearing, or I sort of say I'm hearing like I've got live cam, but I'm, you obviously get a few tweets. And as we said, like we've got with the, situation there around Lingard and, and other bits that we got with Gavardiol. Wolves are in desperate financial trouble and even tonight they are negotiating with Brentford to sell one centre-half in Nathan Collins for about £25 million, and they're negotiating with Napoli to sell another centre-half for about £30-odd million. Max Kilman, the young, you know, young English player. Bear in mind, Trev, as well, they've just sold Connor. Cody. So I'm pretty sure Wolves are that skin for next season. They are pretty happy to go into next year with zero centre-halves. You know, pretty much they are selling their whole entire defence. So just a line to keep an eye on. Wolves are planning a fire sale, so will be interesting to see what happens. But Christ, how much are we going to miss it in two weeks? We really are. But yeah, the Reds are underway, most importantly. 100% and we will pick it up you and I when you get back uh, and you know who knows it, it, it could be a, a frustrating couple of weeks or it could be it could be a busy one but one way or the other myself and Dave will be back for a show in uh, just over a fortnight's time when he returns um, from like I say a very well earned break uh, and we'll continue our chats to you about everything that's going on across the transfer window and across the, the various leagues but until then I've been Trev Denny that was Dave Davis and it just remains for me to say thanks very much mate cheers mate we hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show the best way to get in touch is over on our free discord community where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows.
Sports Social Podcast Network.